Hi guys, welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. Today I'm here with Emily and she's going to tell us a little bit about her fitness journey and where it all started. Hi guys, my name is Emily. I'm 22. I am a personal trainer at Equinox and I started my fitness journey through modeling a little bit. Um, That's kind of where I found my passion for fitness and working out. Yeah, so when you started modeling, did you feel this pressure to get smaller? Like, did people make comments to you like, oh, you need to be this size or we don't want to work with you? Or was it kind of like an internal thing? I want to be fit. You know what I mean? Definitely a little bit of both. I think people are usually a little bit too scared to say like, oh, you need to look smaller or whatever. But it definitely, you feel the pressure. You see the other girls around you who are smaller and it kind of gives you that pressure to like lose the weight yeah so when you started your fitness journey it was because of modeling and then you were a certain size did you like have a certain goal going into it did you want to build muscle did you want to lose fat and like how did you get to where you are now where you're like more comfortable so the goal was always based on measurements it was never like oh I want to be this weight it was more like I want to have this waist measurement and that was always where like my goal was at yeah. Did you feel like some sort of body dysmorphia when you were getting into that though? Like I feel like the modeling industry is probably very intimidating and probably causes lots of weird thoughts around food, fitness and, you know, goals. Yeah, I definitely could see like the body dysmorphia at an early age in myself. Like it definitely started a lot earlier on, but having that like modeling be a part of my life definitely heightened it and made it a lot more noticeable yeah have you ever but you've never had anyone like straight up tell you like you need to be this size or we don't want to work with you because I always wondered if they do that because I used to watch America's Next Top Model Mm -hmm. and I feel like some of the people made the comments like oh you're too thin you're too like thick (laughs) and now it's like what the fuck like yeah definitely but there's also like when you go to apply on websites like I had one experience with like one of the top agencies like one of the biggest agencies I went to go upload my resume onto their website and it's like an application and you will include all your measurements and I'm very small chested um and they didn't even have a measurement like my measurement available and like the drop down bar when I went to put in like my chest size they didn't even have that option available for someone my size so that's like basically them indirectly being like okay you have to have at least this big boobs for us to consider you or like this small of a waist for us to consider you oh that's scary yeah I don't know if I would like that and you're still into modeling now though right yeah I feel like it's more open now when was that like maybe three four years ago that that experience was actually recently. Oh, which is crazy. Should we should we expose them? Who was so. it? No. Okay, it better was not. A really big. It was a really big one. Say it. <laughs> we have no secrets here. Um, it was Forbes. Forbes. <laughs> okay. Ford. Sorry, I'm Ford. Messing it up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what is what. I don't Ford, know anything about this stuff. The Ford modeling agency. Yeah, their website doesn't even have like an option for anyone that's smaller than like a certain size yeah oh okay so when you were first trying to lose the weight were you like cardio 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 girl restriction or did you like 
get into the weights fast because I know now you're a personal trainer at Equinox so you're very aware of like okay let's really emphasize weight training use cardio as supplement how did that go like that mind shift um it definitely I was definitely very uneducated when I started my fitness journey and it was more yeah I definitely had more emphasis on cardio I didn't understand the benefits of strength training as much but I also was never a big cardio person like I always hated cardio. I have very long legs, so I have a lot of issues when it comes to running on a treadmill and like that kind of movement in general. So I did my best, but I think that's why I didn't see a lot of progress in the beginning is because I was like trying to like be a cardio person, but I was never a cardio person. Yeah. So you're I oh, I love that. You're doing something you don't like. That's I think that's so important. Like you need yeah. to enjoy what you're doing. And I tell people all the time, like obviously I post a lot about strength training because that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. But if someone's like I don't like strength training, I like Pilates, I like bike riding, I like r- doing like marathon stuff like that, then do that. You know, you don't need to do what other people are doing. You have to do what makes you happy. I think that's important definitely so what makes you happy in the gym definitely more strength training I mean that's even something I talk about with my clients nowadays because they also when they're like oh I want to lose a lot of weight they're like I need to do a lot of cardio I'm like hey listen I've never been a cardio person the max amount of cardio I really do on a daily basis is around like 10 to 20 minutes and they're like wait what like but I make it work you know what I mean like I take into accountability like the fact that I don't like cardio. So I do what works for me and I make sure that I'm still burning it or like getting that intensity up throughout the workout and like through my strength training and still burning a lot of calories throughout my workout, but not necessarily killing myself with cardio when I don't enjoy it. So it's really about just like finding the specific exercises that you enjoy and building around that, finding other things that you like if you don't say you like to squat you make sure that you include squats in your workouts, but then you also need to include like other things around the squat that are going to help train that the same muscle group in general, but you might not enjoy them as that much. So find the workout that you enjoy and then build around that with things that might not necessarily be as enjoyable. It's going to be like the best way for you to have fun during your workout is by including those things that you actually enjoy and then like building on it with like the other things that are necessary. Yeah. I also think there's a difference between like genuinely not enjoying something and like kind of being afraid of something or being uncomfortable. Like for example, Bulgarian split squats. Do I enjoy them? Eh, Not really, but I know that they take me out of my comfort zone and you grow outside of your comfort zone. So that's important. But yeah, I guess that's like kind of a, it could go either way topic, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So you are currently training people in person. How do you like that? I I love in person. I think it's like good. I'm a very personal person. I like to joke around with people. I like to have fun. And it also gives you a really like good idea of where the client is at, um, I guess, like strength-wise and just like experience-wise. Yeah, you get to see their form. You get to see everything. It's with, I know you do online coaching, so... The difference there is like you get to see the person like as they're working out. You get to like have that accountability one on one with them. It's not like you're checking in with them over Zoom and they're being like, okay, this is what I did this week. But they maybe they were squatting that week or they were doing a workout that week that was pretty challenging. And but you're not 
physically there seeing them execute it you don't know if there's improvement what regressions progressions they can make you know what I mean where you get that like one-on-one experience like with a trainer they can see that firsthand and know okay their knees are caving in a little bit at this area of the squat okay we need to work on training this we need to digress to this or progress to this you know what I mean yeah I did in-person training for like six months I liked it I just thought personally I could reach, I think it also has to do with my platform. A lot of the girls that I wanted to coach were in London, in Hawaii, in Australia, in Brazil, like all over the world. And I like wanted to help these people, but little me, like in Connecticut, I can't do that if I'm only training in person. So I transitioned to online and I just feel like I can, you know, just work with more people in general. Um, But also I like online training because the place that I work, I don't know if it's the same at Equinox, but I really only saw my clients once or twice a week. And we, for some reason, weren't allowed to like give them outside plans. So it was kind of like I saw them once or twice a week and then the rest of the week it was like on them. And I tried to give them a lot of information during the session, like, okay, like for meals, like what are you eating? Because obviously nutrition plays a huge role. Um, And then like outside and your other work, I mean, I just kind of went against the rules and sometimes would tell them like what to do outside of the gym anyways. Um, But yeah, do you, how many times do you see your clients a week? How does that work? So it depends on the client. Some people will train once a week. Some people will train twice a week. Some people three times a week. It depends on the person. But we do have what we call homework. We give them homework. So we're allowed to be like, okay, like if you like doing this group class, like on a day that we don't see each other, you'll participate in this group class. Maybe we'll tell them to do some stretching before and after, give them a little bit of cardio or whatever. So we give them like a general idea of what to do on days that we aren't meeting with each other. Do you cap your roster at a certain number? Like, do you know what that cap looks like? No, there is no limit to how many like clients you could have. And it's like, if you have 10 clients training all three times a week, obviously you can't really go, like there's only so many hours in a day. So it's really like you get to create your own schedule. If you have people only training once a week, there's obviously room for more people to be working with. But if you're training with people like more often throughout the week, it's going to be like less amount of clients because you don't have that time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I... Well, my, like, coaching journey, I feel like I've done everything right now. Like, (laughs) I coached at a private gym. I never coached at a public gym, though. Coached at the private gym. I liked it, but I just felt like my – again, I could make my own schedule, but it was like, okay, I have a client at 9, I have a client at 12, I have a client at 7 p.m., I have a group Mm -hmm. class at this time. I just felt like I was all over the place, and I like to be very organized. You guys know that. So then from there, I transitioned to that online coaching uh group how do I call it team I don't know you guys know what I'm talking about but I did that for a little while and it was just too much like they capped our rosters like I think it was 70 clients was a full roster and like you could get 100 like 70 to 100 clients like imagine having that many people to I I just it in a yeah in a week it was insane like 15 to 20 check-ins per day but I just felt like I am so personable and I want to be able to like develop these relationships with my clients and I could not do that it was nearly impossible to do that with that many girls on my roster and I was like I cannot provide my best coaching with that many people no totally isn't that insane yeah that's way too many people because like then also you don't really get like the like you were saying like the full benefit of having a 
personal trainer. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be very like tailored and specific to you as an individual. So like having so many people, it's hard to keep up with everyone's like where they're at and like what their needs are and like who they are as a person and like, okay, like also like you kind of got to like dig behind the walls sometimes when you're talking to these people because like they're your clients and it's like a lot of psychological things come up and a lot of mental health things come up so sometimes you have to like peek behind the curtain and be like okay like she's saying this is the problem but like really where is that coming from like what are the root issues here like how can we go about this just to make like everything easier yeah a hundred percent I feel like at a lot of points in fitness coaching you become a life coach and I love it Mm -hmm. like I think that's my favorite part like I always have a question in my check-ins like how stressed out were you this week? Do you have any plans coming up this weekend? Do you have anything you're looking forward to? Like, how is your sleep? It's just, it goes so much beyond the workouts and nutrition because if you don't have those little life things set, it's going to be really hard to go hard in the Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Nutrition and fitness part. Because, like, if my client's going through a breakup that week and her nutrition just plummets obviously you need to tell me a little bit about the breakup like they don't have an appetite or they're stressed out or they're depressed and or their boss was mean to them imbalanced yeah because like it's very important to have a decent amount of sleep have your stress under control because that all of that is going to affect you achieving your goals and how you're working out and the efficiency of like what you're putting into your body and everything like if your stress isn't taken care of then your body's just going to be storing all these nutrients and all these fats because it's in like fight or flight mode and you're not going to be losing the weight and then you're going to be coming to your personal trainer like why i'm doing what you're telling me to do why isn't it working and it's like well are you stressed out at home are you freaking out about things is work stressful is is relationship like affecting things like you kind of have to have an understanding of the person's entire life to be able to find those little i guess like stressors and control them for them to be in this like balanced state definitely and I think finding a personal trainer is like that suits you is a little bit like shopping you need to weigh it out yeah it's like a therapist you need to get on a orientation call with them you need to see if you vibe well like you can't just be just jump into it blindly like you need to make sure that you can trust that person and if you're having an off week like for me I've had what five coaches in the past and I have to say only two of those coaches I felt comfortable to to come to them during a bad week and be like I I did really bad this week Mm -hmm. and the other ones I would just ghost them because I was afraid that they would be mad at me and you don't want that kind of relationship with a coach you want someone that you can lean on when you're struggling and they can help build you back up you know what I mean definitely Another question. Say someone hates what they're doing right now, okay? They hate their job, but they love fitness, they love nutrition, they're really into that, and they kind of want to be a coach. Where would you tell them to start? Oh, boy. I mean, I initially wanted to become a trainer because I was working with a coach to get myself down to these measurements for modeling, and I felt like every time... I wasn't doing in person. He was just writing my routines for me. So I felt like every time I was reaching this like plateau or not seeing like the results that I wanted, I'd go back to him. I'd be like, okay, like what do we have to do? Like what do we have to fix? How do we change this up? And I was just like relying so heavily on this personal trainer when I had such an interest in fitness at that point and such a commitment to it where I was like, I just would rather have the knowledge for myself 
and like not have to rely on someone else or be like looking up things on the internet and like not knowing what's true and what's accurate information and what's not. So I was like, okay, I just need to get my certification. I wasn't even planning on using it to become a coach. It was mostly for my own knowledge for myself. I really never had the intention of training people when I started it. It was like, okay, I can use this for myself. That's, I didn't know that. That is so interesting. What did you, um, like, what platform did you use to get your certification? I went through NASM, so that's the National Academy of Sports and Medicine. And it was an online course. It was all online. And I was really nervous about doing an online class because I never went to college. I graduated high school, and I was like, "Mm, we'll we'll see if modeling works out or whatever life has to offer. Um, So, because I never did well in school. I was never very good person in the classroom I never tested well or anything like that I had problems focusing and it's like if I wasn't in the mood to be learning or interested in what I was learning about it was very very hard for me to do well in that subject or that class so I was nervous going into this how it would be but I found that online classes for this were like the most amazing thing in the world because it was on my own time it was in the middle of quarantine, so it's not like I had anything anything else going on in my life. So it was like really all I had to do was wake up in the morning, go to the gym, go home, study about this stuff. Um, so it was nice to just have it on my own time. And like if I had a day where like I really wasn't retaining information or just like it was like a headache or was a bother that day or wasn't like just having a bad day, I was like, okay, I don't need to force myself to like study right now. I'll just like try it again tomorrow and then if the next day I am really enjoying it I'm getting really into the subject I'm very interested in picking it up very easily I'll be like okay I'll spend a few more hours this day because I have that motivation and that energy behind it that day yeah did it take you six months to do was that how long your course was yeah yeah so I did ACE American Council on Exercise and it took me six months but I did it during school and it was tough like chapter seven if you guys take ace that is hard that is not easy stuff it's all like the scientific terms and i was never good at science but i have to say getting the certification is definitely step one because one you're not going to use much that you learn though in the textbook like how often do you use what you learn in the textbook today no that's what's interesting about it is because it's like they give you all of the information and all of the science behind everything so that like, or at least this is my experience with NASM. Like they gave us everything that you need foundationally to like put the pieces together to figure out how to like do this job well, but they don't necessarily give you a lot of like real life examples or like experience. It's like, oh, like like a case study, for example. It's like, oh, if you have this client with this, this issues and these goals, like what would be the best program for her what would you do or what would you suggest it wasn't anything like that it was mostly like okay like here are the basics of like the science behind everything and here's what happens when this happens and like here's how to measure this and it was all important information that like you need to have an understanding of in order to do the job well but what I've loved about Equinox so far is that they have their own class and course curriculum where it's a lot more applicable and it's a lot of more like real life examples and situations and like case studies that we do that kind of really help you have that full understanding of okay like I know these things and now Equinox is teaching me how to apply them but it's also reinforcing the fact that it's like okay I know what I'm doing because they're telling me this is how I would apply it and this is how I would have applied it but it's like having that like second person to be like you're doing it right 
Like, you're not just, like, out there being like, okay, this is what I've learned, and this is how I think I'm going to use this knowledge, but, like, I'm not exactly sure because no one really gave me an exact example. Like, you're kind of, like, figuring it out. For programming? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think step one is definitely getting the certification, and then Equinox providing that is awesome, like, how to do the programming. What I did was I was certified, and then I was like, wait, now what? And I got a little nervous. And then... I started working at the public or the private gym in Fairfield, KMK, and I just went for it. Like yeah. I, but I have to say the first maybe three months I worked for free. Mm-hmm. I straight up worked for free. I was like, let me get some credibility under my belt. Let me like just put some effort into this grind and like see if I'm actually good at it and I like it. So probably three months, a good, probably seven to eight clients those three months saw good results. I was like, wait, I'm kind of good at this. Let me start charging people. Okay. So then I started charging people. Um, and then I was just using the same programming that I was doing for myself. So basically like what I was training with myself, um, like how I was setting up compound movements, isolation movements, training splits. I was just giving those to my clients and then tweaking them depending on if someone had like an injury and all that kind of stuff. I have to say ACE did help with injuries when it comes to clients like if people had low back pain or you know ankle immobility things like that they definitely helped but then after KMK when I got the opportunity to work for a coaching company that's when I think I learned the most like for personal trainers you need to be able to manage your time you need to be able to like talk to people you need to be a people person to be a personal trainer that like personal first and then trainer um but I definitely think if you're first getting into coaching, it is smart to do in-person training first because you get firsthand how to talk to people, experience, stick with that for a little while. And then if you want to grow your roster, I would transition to online coaching, but don't do it with an online coaching company. I would say just do it yourself. Like, I just think it's best to do it yourself. I don't know if the employees and coaches are necessarily treated most fairly in this time because obviously some focus on the it's a business they're they want to get money right so that's why they're giving these girls like 70 to 90 clients that's why it's because they want more money um but if you do it by yourself you handle your income you handle how many clients you can take on um you are in charge of you so that's what i think is probably a good thing to do yeah definitely i think if you're trying to start off having that experience i don't think anyone starts off as a personal trainer and goes into like their first job or their first one-on-one session is like oh yeah I know what I'm doing like let's go like no one goes into this field being like oh my gosh I'm ready like you always I feel like even my coworkers that have been at Equinox training people for years have even said like it took them a good like six months before they felt like confident and comfortable like doing this job to the best of their ability. I like think about like doctors. It's like they they learn things in school, but they don't go into their first surgery like oh oh yeah like this is this is gonna be like amazing. Like I know everything. Like you're oh god, be, I hope my doctor isn't new. <laughs> like, you're, you're gonna be nervous, and it's yeah. gonna take practice, and it's about that repetition and that experience, like one on one with people. That's gonna give you the best, I guess, foundation for having success in personal training. But I think what was good about me compared to you is like I never felt that pressure after getting my certification like okay what do I do now because I wasn't necessarily 
okay. intending to use it right away. So I kind of just like got my pass my test and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like can start like actually like telling people I'm certified or whatever. But it wasn't ever something that like I felt pressure to continue pursuing. But I just got really lucky. Equinox ended up reaching out to me to start to work for them, which is amazing because yeah. I don't think I got, I got very lucky with that situation. It's definitely a hard gym to like get into. Um, but they knew firsthand, like going in that I didn't have any previous experience, like working with people. So like finding a gym or a company that is aware that you don't have that experience yet, but wants to work with you and give you that foundation and give you that experience is like very important. Like finding a good group and community for that initial time period that you're becoming a coach I like that they give you a mentor too I feel like when I when I first started I probably had I don't know when I got certified it was probably two years ago and I had maybe like 6,000 followers and I had already had people asking me like do you do one-on-one training do you do this do you do this can I come train with you and I didn't feel comfortable training people not certified Mm -hmm. so then once I got it and I posted that I got it I was, like, a little overwhelmed because people were like, I want you to train me. I want you to coach me. But, again, that's why I did it for free for months Mm -hmm. before because I was like, I'm not charging people. I don't know if I'm even good at this. And then I realized, like, damn, I'm really good at this. I like doing this. I want to do this for the long run. Um, And then I could, you know, obviously transition that to a job, like going from a passion to a hobby to a job. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what – Equinox reached out to you, right? Through Indeed. Through Indeed. So when I got my certification, it was like during quarantine, I was on unemployment. I was like, I'm never going to have this free time because I was in the restaurant industry before. And um, so obviously quarantine hit and everything was shut down. We were all on unemployment at home doing nothing. And I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Um, Let me take advantage of this free time that I have while still having an income to like invest in something that I've always wanted to do for myself. So that's when I got my certification. And then after that was like nearing the end of quarantine and everyone was like saying like unemployment's not gonna last much longer. They're about to like stop giving out checks and everything. So I was like, okay, I guess I better start like looking for something. So I wasn't applying to any coaching jobs on Indeed. I was actually looking for bartending jobs because I'm just very familiar with the restaurant industry and that was something that was kind of fun and easy but I put my certification on my resume on Indeed so that like if anyone happened to see it they could reach out and that yeah that's what ended up happening um someone from like the Equinox hiring team reached out to me on Indeed I wasn't even sure if it was real or not Uh honestly it kind of looked like it was a spam email um but I was I replied and I was like sure like let's go for it let's have an interview did an interview online like over the phone with the hiring team then went through like the background check information and then did my in-person interview at the actual club and then went from there that is really cool yeah okay so now that you've been a gym goer and a gym trainer I want to transition and ask your opinion on the gym environment and the stigmas that come with, like, the typical gym junkie. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I think me and you both probably can speak on our experience with this because we both kind of, like, started out in the gym not knowing much and being, like, a little bit intimidating and being like, okay, what do I do now? Like, let me just go on the treadmill because I don't know what else to do. Um, 
and it's very intimidating because you see all these other people and they're like lifting heavy weights and they like look insane and you're like oh my gosh like that's the goal but it could be I so I know for some people it's very intimidating and it could be kind of toxic um people can say that but I think it's very important to understand that everyone has to start somewhere first of all like your things aren't going to happen overnight and the fact that you're in the gym taking that first step and making that progress is important and you should reward yourself for that like don't not acknowledge that like that's the first step you know what I mean getting yourself in there um, and trying to make a change and then be also recognizing that people have different goals. Like I think that was like one big thing that it took me a while to get over when I first started going back to the gym again and like seriously committing myself is that I would see people like you or other girls that we know at the gym and they're like lifting these heavy weights and they're like getting like really big and they really want to bulk up and like be like super cut and like you think I'm really big? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. You definitely lift heavier than I do. But it took a while for me to, like, take a step back and be like, they have completely different goals as far as what they want to look like aesthetically than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm someone that was going to the gym for modeling. I'm trying to be, like, very, very lean, very slim, not, like, muscular, but not too muscular, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, there's a lot of these girls in the gym that want to have, like, really thick thighs, really big butt, like, really nice arms. I'm team thunder thighs. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, like, that's going to change the way that you're training in the gym. You're going to be going for, like, these max, like, amount of weights, whereas, like, I necessarily won't be. You know what I mean? I'm still going to be upping my weight to keep pushing myself, but I'm not going to be doing, like, squatting, like, 400 pounds for, like, five reps. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be working in that, like, 12, 10 to 12 rep like range and I'm gonna be doing a little bit of a lower weight because I'm not trying to necessarily like be huge all the time you know what I mean yeah so it's that's interesting I never really thought about that yeah because like I would always walk into the gym and I'd see these girls like deadlifting like 345 plates and I'm like I'm here doing 35 yeah and that's it and it's just like wait a minute I don't need to compare myself to these people because I don't know what their goals are. I don't know where they started. I don't know what their sports history has been. You know what I mean? Like, I never, like, you can't compare yourself to other people in the gym because you're completely different. Like, your goals are completely different. Where your background is and where you're starting from is completely different. And that's just life. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. Also, someone told me this, and it completely changed my attitude every single time I went to the gym. You are the main character in your movie or book. I forget what... I'm going to butcher this, but you'll get the point. You're the main character in your book, and everyone else is... Are your, like, sub-characters, but you have to remember that they're the main character in their book. So they're just looking out for themselves. They're being selfish, so you can be selfish, too. And again, they might be on chapter 19 of their book... And you might be on chapter one, mm-hmm. but again, it's your book. You're the main character. Like you do you put your hat on, get your stuff done and get out of the gym, you know, in and out. Definitely. It's all on you. Yeah. And like what we were saying before, as far as like finding the things that you enjoy, if you don't enjoy the gym atmosphere, but you still want to get in shape, find those things outside of the gym that you enjoy at home workouts or hiking or riding your bike around town or instead of 
drive into the grocery store, walk to the grocery store, like find things or like a field where you can like do fun things at, like find ways of getting active and like doing things that you enjoy. Like if the gym environment is too intimidating for you and you go to a gym and you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to be judging me. Everyone's going to be staring at me. Like I don't feel comfortable around the, the that type of environment. Find the environment that makes you happy. Yeah, I like that. Just looking at myself now and reflecting, probably the first time I stepped into a gym was maybe the Yukon gym um, my freshman year. And I was so scared. Like, I just remember being so scared. I didn't want to touch anything. I just went on the treadmill. And then I slowly started that, like, Chrissy Chella guide and would have to go to the barbells. And all the football players were there. And I'd be so scared. But I just kept doing it. I kept doing it. I kept practicing. And each week I would get more comfortable. And now... So then I would go to the gym, get my workout, go home. But now looking at it, the gym is like my only social time of the day. I swear to God, I look forward to go going to the gym so much every single morning. And since I go to the same time, like I go at the same time every day, I see all the same people. So I like go say my hellos. And then, but the people that I go with, I go at 7 a.m. So those are the people that are going before work and they want to get their workout in and they want to go out. If I go at any other time during the day, it's like kind of a, you know, it's weird. Like my brother's friends go from high school and they're all talking. If you go at like one o'clock, it's just way too busy. But again, seven o'clock, people want to get their shit done, but they'll still talk to you. Like you say hello, you know, you see your regulars Mm -hmm. and then I do my workout and I get out and it's just really nice. And I've been loving the women's area. We can talk about that. Oh, Ooh, we boy. can talk about the women's area. I hope they don't close. I hope they don't close. Uh, it's crazy what's happening with that. Because I, so I read the email that they sent out. And I think I looked into an article about it a little bit based on, okay. So if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. The Edge um, has a couple of locations that have women's, excuse me, <clears throat> women's only areas and they got a lawsuit filed against them, I guess, for discriminating against gender, I yeah. guess, men or gender in general, um, which based on like the laws in Connecticut, I mean, what they're claiming is valid, which is what sucks because it's not really coming. I feel like these women only areas aren't really coming from a place that are like, oh, like, let's discriminate against men. It's more like trying to accommodate for people like we're talking about who are first getting into the gym and aren't necessarily comfortable. It's about, like, creating, like, a comfortable place for them. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's a little bit secluded. It's closed off. Like, you're not around, like, all the big weight machines. Like, you can kind of, like, be in your own little room, not have to see that many people. It's a lot more comfortable for yourself. You don't have to worry about, like creepy guys at the gym are a thing like unfortunately like that's like the society that it is like it really like the the issue that needs to be solved is like how men are looking at women honestly like this is just seems like a band-aid on the wound like it's not necessarily healing the wound it's just covering up the the picture yeah so it it's it's good and bad because it almost is saying, like, okay, so the girls that don't go into the women's only area are, like, want to show off. And, like, I've heard people, like, say that before, too. Like, oh, like, they're not working on the women's only area. They're working on the floor. Like, they want to be seen, like, this, that, and the third. And it's, like, Ugh, we're all we're all just trying to go to the gym and work out and do things to better 
ourselves and it, yeah. it shouldn't be like a place where like you should feel uncomfortable and you feel like these guys are like staring at you all the time and that you can't like bend over or do a squat because like a group of guys is standing right behind you and they're just like staring at you making comments and stuff like that's what's not okay yeah. And the woman's only area is positive because it'll help people that, like, are really affected by those kinds of things, like, kind of get away from it. But at the end of the day, like, the issue is is how people objectify other people. And I don't think it's men alone. I think, obviously, there are women who can objectify men, too. <laughs> I've been a creeper. <laughs> I have totally been a creeper. But there's, but there's a fine line. There's, It's one thing to, uh, like, obviously, you're looking around the gym, you're going to see people. It's one thing to, like, see someone in the back of, and, like, on the s- yeah. side of your view and be like, oh, he's kind of cute. It's another thing to be, like, I've seen guys filming women without yeah. them knowing. I've had that done before. Yeah. It was so scary. I was doing good mornings. I, exactly, I just exactly. drop it. A very Trying vulnerable position. position. So it's like, what are you going to do? There's only, like, so much control we have. Like, you can't have, like, a security guard on the gym floor 24-7 being like, I see you filming someone. Like, what? what is the solution to the problem here? Like, that's, like, it's difficult. And yeah. the woman's only area is a good solution for the women that are really bothered by it to kind of get themselves out of that environment and do what they can for themselves. Yeah. It's not necessarily about discriminating against anyone yeah i think the solution might be keep the area take out the name like i don't know i don't know but then again is there gonna be my little creepy old man in there like just lurking no no like it almost like a it's just a comfortable room like it's so comfy it's yeah it could be called the quiet room like i don't know the music's very low it's very low cortisol in there i just love it i think the solution is to just open a gym where everything's pink and like very girly themed and you don't advertise it as like a woman's only gym but like just because of the environment you won't attract a lot of men and i think that's a good solution because then you're like doing it without saying it okay I'm going to put that in my five-year plan. Okay, we're going to do that. But it's going to be... No, it's going to be lilac. I like lilac. And, yeah, because I was thinking about it, the women's only area. I don't know if you've ever heard of Powerhouse Gym in Bridgeport. But it's a really cool gym. I went there once. I was so scared. Mm -hmm. I didn't see one girl in there. I was so nervous. And I was like, "Eh, why are they taking away the woman's only little area it's like a 20 foot little area that women have but these guys get this whole gym Mm -hmm. again i just think maybe the name switch will help but keep the area but again what if the little creepy old man goes in there and he's just like looking old men have no shame they have no shame they are stares have you ever had a creepy gym experience do you want to tell them about it oh boy have i we talked about this i think with my mom or no who did I talk about this with? Oh, yeah, my mom. We did embarrassing gym stories. and But we didn't talk that much about creepers. I don't know if I've had anything too serious happen. Like I said, I've seen people filming other people. And I will... I think because I'm tall, I feel like I come off as a pretty intimidating person mm-hmm. that people generally don't try to mess with me. Yeah. And if I see someone giving me a dirty look, I have, like, or just, like, staring at me from a distance, I really have no shame and, like, giving them, like, the craziest, meanest look <laughs> back. 
Michaela Anissa. I don't know if you follow her. She's so funny. She posted a TikTok and it was literally... Um, so she was taking a video filming herself and this man in the background was straight up staring at her butt. She stopped working out. She turned around like in the video, has the video of it and just like glared at this man and they just were having a straight up staring contest. It was... I have to show you the video oh, after. Boy. It was really funny. Um, but I'm a little... I don't want to say oblivious, but maybe because I have that mindset of I'm the main character in my book, I don't really notice it. Well, that's like Unless a- no one's looking at me. That's like <laughs> I've had a thing. few, but... Because, like, even when it comes to not just men, but, like, just comparing yourself in general, you got to think, like, most people, if you're thinking, if you're in the gym, you're thinking, okay, oh my gosh, are my leggings right? Is my hair look okay? Does this look okay? Am I doing this weird... If you're like that, if I'm like that, if you're like that, everyone's like that in the gym. You're not looking around. When have you ever looked around the gym and been like, oh, my God, that girl's leggings are crooked? Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Never. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. She looks so bad. No. It'll only pe- If anything, the only thing you're noticing are the girls that are, like, really in good shape. And you're like, I want to look like her. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not. You, you really aren't looking down on anyone most of the time and a lot of the time people are so obsessed with themselves that they're not looking down on you either so it's like sometimes you gotta like put things in perspective and realize like even though I'm sitting here and being like oh my god everyone's staring at me everyone's staring at me they're probably thinking about themselves yeah you know what I mean no definitely (laughs) and something that I've been trying to do at the gym is I posted compliment Wednesday a few times on my Instagram and basically just like go up to a girl at the gym and just be like hey I like your hair. Hey, you have cool sneakers. If someone does that to me, it changes my whole workout. It makes, yeah, it makes, it so makes me feel so good about myself. So I was like, okay, maybe if I like start talking to other people, like they'll, you know, get that little spark too. Cause maybe they're really nervous. It's their yeah. first time in the weight room. So I'll be like, Hey, what's your name? Maybe it's Rebecca. I really like your top. Where'd you get it? And then it just might change your whole day. You never know. And even outside the gym, there's nothing better than a girl being like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Or, like, being like, I really like your top. Like, even if you're, like, out for the night or just, like, walking around the mall, like, you feel it's such a good confidence boost. And it's, like... It's, it's nice not, to give the compliment too. To exactly. That's the thing. It's like it's not hard to do. Like it's so easy to just like look at someone and be like, "Oh my gosh, like you look really good today. Your hair is really pretty. Your shirt's really cute." Whatever. You have a nice smile. Exactly. I love it's that. Just like put out the energy you'd like to receive. Every it's like the small little things that just make the whole world a better place. Agreed. <laughs> we all just need to be a little nicer. So let's do some final thoughts on the women's only area, okay? What yeah. do you, what would your ideal solution be? Again, mine would be change the name, keep the little comfy room, but change the name. Because I think a lot of like the heavy, intimidating ego lifters wouldn't probably go in there anyways because there's no barbell or smith machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to say the men that lift really heavy and like are really intimidating looking are the nicest they are so nice it's usually like the quiet ones that are the creepy ones or for some reason the older ones like i don't want to No, it's because they have no shame they have no shame rise anyone or say like they're the only ones with the problem it's definitely not that black and white but yeah i think it's maybe just call it the the lightweight room no that sounds mean lightweight (laughs) room I don't know what they could call it. I think they it literally doesn't need a name. 
it, it can just be a room. Also, I don't think they should charge extra for it. I think that's stupid. Yeah. I pay, what, $10, $20 for my membership, and then Emily has the women's only area, so she pays 30 mm-hmm. I just use hers. Thank you. <laughs> Which I now need to get a new one because she's I'm ending. I'm going to cancel it soon. Because she's at Equinox. I've only held on to it for you. No, she's so sweet. <laughs> okay, but do you think like, that's the solution? I mean, uh, uh, the ideal solution would just be for men to stop being creepy, right? Yeah, but how do we do that? Exactly. We can't do that. So, I mean, yeah, I guess just, like, make it, like, the quiet room. Yeah, I guess the quiet room. That's cute. Well, question of the week this week was how to be more confident in the gym, which I feel like we touched on a lot, but do you have any yeah. other, like, tangible things i think a huge one is you have to make sure that you're comfortable in your gym outfit at home Mm -hmm. before you go because if you're wearing a pair of leggings that are maybe a little bit too tight or Mm -hmm. maybe your sports bra is digging in the wrong way fidgeting with it before you you leave the house yeah if you are uncomfy at home that uncomfiness is gonna be 10 times uncomfy when you're at the gym in the middle of the weight room moving around surrounded by people so you need to make sure that one you're comfortable at home I think another one is make sure that you're prepared. Mm-hmm. Like in my gym bag, I got tampons, I got extra leggings, I got a sweatshirt. If I got to put it around my waist, I got all the things. Yeah. Can you think of any that you could any tips for them? Um, I guess just we basically covered most of the big things that I would have to say for that. Just uh, focus on the things you enjoy. Just understand that if you're worried this much about how you feel. So is everyone else. Yeah. They're not looking at you the way that you're thinking they are. And have a plan. Have a plan. Know what you're doing before you get to the gym. Don't go in there blind. Even if you don't, just know that like most gyms have trainers and stuff that are very personable that you can talk to, ask questions. They'll help you feel a lot more comfortable. Sometimes if I'm trying something new, I'll avoid trying something new on my own because I don't want to look stupid trying to figure it out on my own. But if I have like a coach or someone from the gym that works there helping me being like, okay, like you like helping me with the movement, helping me with my form or whatever, it definitely helps you feel a lot less awkward and uncomfortable because it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, it's okay for me to not know. Like I have someone here teaching me this. Like I'm not just trying to figure it out on my own. So don't be afraid to ask other people for help. Um, they're probably bored too. A lot of the trainers when they're not actually physically training people, like when I was working in the gym, I was so bored. I was hoping someone would come up to me and ask me a question. Always. Always. Even the other night at Equinox, I was on a floor shift and this, um, I was just like standing there hovering because I really had nothing to do. Just like standing in the corner. And I was watching this girl doing kickbacks and I saw that she was like struggling a little bit. And I was like, I could go over there and like help her. But like, sometimes that's awkward initiating that like conversation being like, oh, Here's how you could do this better. Here's like, my unsolicited gym advice exactly. to you. Like, sometimes people don't want that. They're like, we don't, I don't care what you think. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. But she, her boyfriend was with her, and they, like, both looked up at me, and they're like, hey, like, you could be here for a second. And then they were like, she's trying to do, like, these, like, kickbacks. Do you have any advice, like, on how to, like, make it work? And it, it was awesome. I was like, I struck up a conversation with them. Like, it was a great time. Like, I was able to help her out. Be like, hey, like, you could do this better. Like, don't lock your knee out. Like, make sure, like, you're bending over a little bit. Like, give yourself the leverage or whatever. Like, just giving, like, that's what I'm there for. Like, I would much rather spend my shift on the floor like that, helping people out 
and You're like exactly or then like trying to like force conversations like awkward conversations with people you yeah. know what i mean yeah oh i'm so happy that we had you on to be able to say that too because i sometimes i say like ask the people that work in the gym and now you're like actually yeah. inviting the conversation so oh that's God, good for them so to hear okay two favorites of the week we always do this on this podcast it can be absolutely anything just mm-hmm. two things that you're loving and you would recommend to people do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So my first thing is going to be my lifting straps from Amazon. They have been my saving grace this week because for some reason my hands are a sweaty, moist mess this week. I don't know why. Maybe I'm like, <laughs> I literally have no idea why. I cannot hold a grip for the life of me. And I will link these straps in, I don't know where I'll put them. Maybe I'll put them on the story of the at strong.podcast. But they are from Amazon and they help my grip so much. Like, for example, if you're lifting up a barbell and you got sweaty hands like me, or I even have like really small hands, I just cannot hold a grip and I don't want to be using chalk. So Mm. these straps, very helpful. That is my favorite this week. Even though I've had them for a while, this week they've been extraordinary for me. (laughs) Um, I recently got one of those big water bottles, those like gallon water bottles that like tells you like... 7 a.m., like, good morning, and then, like, keep going. You're almost there, like, throughout the hours of the day. And I'm someone that doesn't drink enough water at all. I'm very bad about it. But that has been helping me a lot more than I actually expected. I was like, oh, I'll get it. I'll try it out. Like, it'll just – at least I'll have more water on me. Like, we'll see how it goes. But I've actually been pretty good about finishing it. That's awesome. Oh, I'm a hydro jug girl. I have two hydro jugs, and I fill them both up in the morning. And then I'm just like, chug, chug, mm-hmm. chug, chug. This I, one's a yeah. little bit, I think this one's a little bit bigger than the hydro jug. I needed something because, like, yeah, that's my issue. Is if I have to refill it, if I finish the hydro jug once, I'll be like, oh, I'm good. I, I did good. Yeah. If I have, like, a bigger one, then, like, I'm like, oh, I have to keep going. Yeah. And my second favorite are the slip slip, S-L-I-P, like, scrunchies. They're made out mm-hmm. of silk. And I've been using them all week and they're awesome they don't mark my hair like when I take my hair down it's not all marked up mm-hmm. and I use so I use silk scrunchies now I'm I'm a I'm a snob when it yeah. comes to my hair silk scrunchies and a silk pillowcase <laughs> and it's working my hair is very nice right now what's your second one um I don't know if it counts I have my navigation leggings coming Oh, They'll be here on Monday. That counts. So it doesn't necessarily count because I haven't had them yet, but I know I'm going to be obsessed with them. Okay, well, we need color, we need type, we need details. I got a black pair because we have to wear black at work. Yeah. Um. So I got, like, a basic black pair. I'm not sure which style. Oh, I could probably Wait, Probably could seamless. Seamless contour. And then I got a light pink pair with, uh, I think, the regular contour let's see black solid seamless legging and then the bubblegum pink contour seamless legging Ooh, i ordered i think the malibu pink and then the purple and the orange i got in you another got so blue many. one i think i got four i'm so They're, excited mine are gonna be here on monday i don't know when mine come in but i'm hoping soon anyways thank you so much for being on the podcast it was awesome one last last thing that i want to ask you what is one piece of advice you want to leave the listeners with? Just a short and sweet little piece of advice. Do what makes you happy. Aw, I love that. <laughs> that was so quick, too. Sometimes I have to, like, pause it. 
I mean, like, what else? What else is there in life? Like, what else? Is, like, honestly, that's the main goal in life is yeah. just do what makes you happy. If you're not doing what makes you happy, then what's the point? Yeah, you never gotta do anything you don't want to do. Exactly. Do what makes you happy. Mic drop. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.